Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Jeff Kickle, who is the Freedom Guide. Jeff, how you doing? I am fantastic, Timmy. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, man. Excited and we like- to be on the show. Dude, we're excited to have you. And what me and Jeff found out right before we started recording is that we're both right here in Central Texas. So there we go. <laughs> it's literally like 10 minutes apart, which is yeah, hilarious. Yeah. So epic. So <laughs> epic. Well, awesome, man. We like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. What do I like to do for fun? God, I build businesses, apparently. Um, no, so my name's Jeff Kickle. I've been uh, basically in the the financial services industry for about the last 30 years. Um, really traditional wealth management, um, financial planning, working with people to build retirement plans. And, you know, about eight years ago, nine years ago, I wrote my first book. And it was actually a book designed to... Um, to teach people or to teach retirement to police officers. Um, And it was during a time, it was like when the first riots were happening and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, it was the beginning of, I think a lot of cops starting to want to retire. And it was a, it was a market that I was working in at the time. And, you know, I just knew that a lot of these guys just didn't have a plan of attack. Well, I was trying to figure out how to promote the book. And I said, well, maybe, you know, doing a podcast might work. And I was thinking to myself, well, probably need to listen to a podcast first. I'd never even listened to a podcast at that point. And what I always do, which is let me see if I can find a book. And so I start searching for a book. I find this book by a guy named John Lee Dumas at a podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire, which for those of us that are in the podcasting world, he's a hero because he really just kind of made it happen. And I started listening to his podcast and his podcast the first, let's say, 40, 45 shows were him interviewing some of the people, you know, and these now, you know, eight years later or seven years later have become just gurus on the Internet. And this was like at the beginning when they were just getting started. And I would hear these stories about how they started up all these businesses and they went online and they created, you know, content and all this. And, you know, they created courses and they made money. And I started looking at it and going, well, I'm no different than they are. Um, I'm no, I'm not a dumb guy. I'm, you know, I, I'm motivated as hell. So I started listening to these over and over and over again, or I started listening to them and got to the point where I was traveling between Dallas and Austin a lot. And I would listen to these podcasts at double speed so that I could get as many of them in as I could. And so I was listening to like eight in one direction, eight in the other direction, and I call it entrepreneurial brainwashing. Yeah. But what I realized is I had always really been an entrepreneur. Now I'd worked for other people for 20, you know, three years at that point, but I'd always been an entrepreneur. And I, I started to analyze my life and I'm like, crap, I was an entrepreneur even inside of other people's companies because yeah. I was always the guy that was like, 
hey, Jeff, we got this crazy idiotic project that we need done. Here's some money, go do it. And I would do that. And then I'd get bored with it once it was up and running and I'd move on to the next project, which if you know, is a definition of an entrepreneur. Okay, we fix problems, get it done. We get bored when things aren't like that anymore and we move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, crap, you know, here's, I really hate the job I have right now. I was in, was in a job working, you know, it was kind of what would some people would call a dream job. I call nightmares dreams too. Um, and it was, it was kind of a nightmare job that I had. And I really just was tired. And I, I was reaching that point in my life where I said, screw it. I just don't want to do it anymore. And, uh, decided I was going to quit my job, had the worst, the worst interview or the, the worst, uh, performance review that I'd had in a 30 year career where the, you know, basically they told me I was worth nothing and I was horrible. And actually the president of the company flatly told me you are the worst employee we've ever had. You're too independent. You just go do things without asking permission. And I was like, but that's what you asked me to do. Mm -hmm. So that was the, that was the moment, you know, and everybody has the moment. And that was the moment where I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go do this. And I'm, if I have to live in a car, I'm going to go live in a car, but I'm going to go start my own business, build my own business. And that was eight years ago. Um, I built my first business, which is a co-working space, which I'm sitting in the middle right now, uh, launched my own financial practice, independent, um, launched multiple businesses over that time period. So at one time I had eight different businesses going. Um, and over the last year ended up having a seven figure exit from one of those businesses, sold another one for six figures and I closed a couple and really honed myself down into three businesses now. Um, you know, my, my co-working business, which we're really morphing into a real estate business, um, my financial practice, which is kind of all that is what I call freedom day. And we'll talk about that. And then I have a media, uh, company that really publishes all my books, does, you know, manages my podcasts, does all everything that is media. I call it the prop propaganda arm for everything that is Jeff. And that's, that's what I do for a living every day. Um, and hobby wise, I like to travel, but I love building businesses and I love helping people build businesses. There we go. There we go. I, uh, so you weren't kidding when you said building businesses was like you that's did what fun. I do, man. That's what I do. It's uh, literally at, well, I, I go back and I say, what, you know, everybody talks about the pandemic and how horrible it was. And I'm like, it was the best thing that happened to me because it made me slow down yeah. uh, because I was literally going at such a pace prior to the pandemic. I mean, if you, if we'd had this conversation, well, we probably wouldn't have had time for this conversation, you know, prior to the pandemic, but, you know, before March 18th of 2020, you know, I basically worked 18, 20 hour days, uh, slept for four hours, woke up, did it all over again, seven days a week, I was doing this, never took any time. I was just focused on building businesses. And when the, you know, when, when everything happened with COVID and we had to kind of shut things down, we had to stay open because I, you know, we, we do mail for 
like 175 businesses here. So we had to be here. So my wife and I got up every morning, went to work, sat in an empty building, basically with a few people coming in. And all of a sudden it was like, well, why the hell are we getting here before 9 a.m.? And why are we staying past four? And so all of a sudden it was like, well, okay, now we're going to open from nine to four. And I would go home and I'm like, shoot, I didn't used to get home before seven o'clock. Now I've got like three hours. I live literally two minutes from the office. So I've got like three extra hours in my day. That's kind of cool. I can actually get some hobbies in. Let me build another business. Yeah. (laughs) No, and I I didn't though. That was the thing. I was like, okay, let's just slow down a bit. Let's refocus. And, you know, that was where, where, where it all began. And I started to look at the freedom day concepts, I started to really realize that I needed to implement that for myself. I was teaching my clients to do this, but I wasn't doing it for myself. Mm. I love it. Well, talk to us about, um, first we're going to jump into your motivation. What really gets you up as you go? And then we're going to jump to details of the businesses. So motivation for me, um, you know, when my business partner approached me to sell you know, basically sell the business to him last year. You know, I was, I had this old mindset of, I need to rethink the way we do things in the, the wealth management business. I, I was, I, I just know that the wealth management business is not working the way it should be for most people. That whole concept of, you know, save for 40 years, put it into a 401k, yeah. you know, when you, when you turn, 65, you downsize your house, throw on black, you know, socks and uh, and sandals, get a crappy car and go on one cruise per year. I mean, that's not what people want. Yeah. And I was seeing that with my clients. I was seeing it with myself. I, did, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to live that life anymore. And I had to figure out, okay, well, how, how do you break the system? How do you break this? You know, I, I, I amassed this amount of money and then I turned that into an income stream. Um, and I started to realize that it's all about cash flow. You got to focus on cash flow, not assets. Focus on cash flow, focus on assets that create cash flow, and that solves the problem. And yeah. then all you have to do is focus on this is what it costs me to live. This is the cash flow I've created. If the right hand side is bigger than the left hand side, you're free. Done. Simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's not what the the industry taught us. The industry taught us, well, you have to amass massive amounts of money and then you can take 4% off of that. Well, that's crap. And it's the reason is because the industry is designed around amassing massive amounts of money because that's how they make money. Yep. And they'll tell you that's the only way to do it. And so that was my journey. And it's the journey I tried, you know, that that's the passion of my life now. I I didn't become financially free because I, I invested money for the last 30 years. I became financially free because I stopped kind of living the, the get up every morning and go to a cubicle and die a little bit every day. Um, you know, I stopped working for other people and started working for myself, which is not the path for everybody, but it's the path for some of us. And I built businesses. Okay. That generated income. And then I started buying some real estate, which generated cash flow. And for some people that might be their, their drug. You know, it may be starting something on the internet that generates cash. 
That's it. So I just want to encourage people that there's something different out there. And so a lot of what I do today is it's education. Um, but I also work with some individuals one-on-one -on -one, and it's helping them to kind of design their life and figure out where they're, where they're going. But it's not just financial freedom. It's three things. It's time freedom. You know, I, I would never have been able to do what I do had I not quit my job. Now, stupid idea, by the way, um, not really having a plan of how I was going to actually generate the revenue. I just kind of jumped out there and said, well, screw it. I'll figure it out. Um, not a good plan. Start a side hustle, build up and, and get yourself to that point. There's financial freedom, which is simple. Like I said, as long as the, the right hand side is bigger than the left hand side, you're free. But I also teach people about what I call freedom of intention. And this is a little bit of a different one. Um, we're taught by my industry that you have to basically not do all the fun things in life. Um, you just got to keep saving. You got to keep putting money away, amass this amount of money. And you have to put off things like wanting to travel and put off things like, you know, doing this or that. And we make you feel bad because we tell you, okay, well, you know, if you buy an, a $5 Starbucks coffee, do you know what that means? How much that would add up to over time? Screw it. Buy a freaking cup of coffee if you want to have a cup of coffee. Yep. You, you know the risks of that. You know, find a way to generate an income stream. Um, so that freedom of intention really starts with what I call, or it's it's just building a bucket list. And a lot of times it's people later in life to build a bucket list, but I want people as early in life to build a bucket list and I want them to reward themselves along the way. And that's really the key to this, because if you tell somebody, okay, you need to start saving for 40 years from now for this fun that's going to happen in 40 years, young people are going, well, screw it. I'm That's way too long. I can't focus on that. And people that get out there that are, let's say 10 years away from retirement, they're in like panic mode because they're like, oh, well, now I'll never get to retire. I'm going to have to work forever. Yeah. And the the whole thing is just giving up and not trying. But if you reward yourself along the way and you say, you know what, I've got, let's say, 10 items on my bucket list that are $400 or less. Well, if I just created some kind of an income stream, maybe I bought a piece of real estate or I did something along the real estate route that generates $400 of cash flow per month then I can pretty much reward myself with each of those little things. Let's say I have 12 of them. I can do one a month with that extra $400 of cash flow. And then when I'm done all those bucket list items, I still have $400 a month of cash flow Yeah, that I can use. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And so the three freedoms, it was time, freedom, financial freedom, and then freedom of and freedom intention. Of intention. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And so your motivation, the thing that really gets you up and keeps you going was that moment and that moment leading to you, your desire to break the system for yourself, get your own freedom day and also help others do the same. Absolutely. And I mean, that's really the key to this is, you know, I, I don't necessarily have to work for the rest of my life. I've got I, I, I built that cash flow to where I don't have to work, but I want to work and I want to, I want to help other people realize that that's, that's what I love to do. And I love to teach 
you know, whether it's through the YouTube channel, through the podcast, you know, speaking, working with people individually, whatever it is, that's my passion. I mean, that I know this is my life's mission now. Yeah, I love it. Well, tell us a little bit about your dreams and goals, you know, vision Mm -hmm. for your businesses and vision for your life. And as you do kind of explain to us how the co-working space is turning into like a real estate business and then also Mm -hmm. where your kind of financial advisor business is. Sure. Well, so, you know, in my case, um, let's start with the real estate or let's start with the the co-working spaces. You know, I mean, I looked at our revenue profile and I'm like, one, we're massively susceptible to economic downturns because I'm, I have entrepreneurs primarily that work with me and people that work with other companies that could get laid off and everything else. So there, there is a risk to that. And so I looked at, well, how can we change those risks and how can we work towards Jeff's long-term goal that he has along with his wife, which is I want to, within 24 months, be able to separate myself from my businesses and, and not have to be physically there. How can I do this without having to, you know, be involved in every decision? Um, so we have a very specific structured approach to what we're doing for the next 24 months. Um, I actually use Mike McAllister's book Clockwork okay. as a uh, as a book to kind of build, you know, basically a design philosophy to how to do that. So, you know, one of the things I looked at was, okay, how do we change our revenue profile for the business? How can we add other revenue sources? So, you know, one source was, and I'm I'm in the process of getting approved to become a testing center for um, IT certifications. Mm. So no matter what happens, people are still going to have to get those IT certifications so that's a consistent flow of people coming in. Um, we're going to do some training. So we're going to bring in people to do training in that world. Okay, boom, that's another revenue source. And then, you know, I've done real estate, but I wanted to ramp up and amp up the real estate arm of the company, which is we focus on uh, first, we're focusing on wholesaling. So we're really good marketers and to be a good wholesaler finding business opera or finding opportunities that are not just published on the market. I need to be a great marketer and which we're great marketers. So we're going to start by building up a wholesaling business. Once I get it to the point where that's generating revenue, I can hire people to run that part of the business. We're going to focus on starting to build a real estate, a rental real estate portfolio and that starts to add assets to the company and cash flow so that we're not interdependent on all that. And once again, Jeff doesn't have to be involved in every minute of that. I can hire good people to do that part. Um, the wealth management practice is a little bit less of traditional wealth management. Um, I do more education. Um, I don't do as much hand-to-hand, one-on-one uh, working with clients anymore, just because I have so many people that I, I reach, I just can't. So I have to be really selective with the clients that I work with. And they've, they've really got to be one of two people. One, they've got to be somebody that is willing to break the old way of doing things. 
Um, you know, they, they're, they can't be that person coming to me going, okay, well, I just, I'm going to work for the next 30 years and save money and all that. Great. That's fine. There's 80 million other people that could help you with this. If you want to come in, build a plan that says, I need to get out of this job in the next 10 years, I'm your guy. I'm going to help you build that plan. I'm going to help you invest your money. I'm going to help you get the right help so that you can build that design and get you to that exit point in 10 years or less. And it's it's not hard to do. I mean, I did it in seven. Um, you know, the the media arm is really just growing and that's it's that arm that reaches out to the world. And so that's really my focus for this year is really the media arm of getting the propaganda out there, getting it in front of as many people as possible. And, you know, then we kind of work with you down the road and, and all of the businesses kind of interdepend upon each other yeah. as a result. Absolutely. What are you guys going to be wholesaling for real estate? Is it going to be single family homes, land, multifamily, commercial? Yeah, single family and multifamily. Um, primarily single family. I mean, that's, I feel like is the, it, there's a lot of opportunity out there, you know, and and we'll wholesale in multiple markets. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to just be dependent on the Austin market. I mean, we're, we're going to be looking across the country and be very hyper-focused on specific areas. Um, one of the things we do extraordinarily well, um, and it was something that it was one of these things I blundered into on a, on a website, you know, a, a real estate website was we, uh, we specialize in mid in midterm rentals and we work with, uh, traveling nurses. So, you know, they typically are going to come into town. So instead of being an Airbnb, you know, where you've got people moving in and out every few days, a midterm rental is typically 30 days, you know, and, and with traveling nurses, they work 13 week contracts and quite often they might work a second contract. So you might have that person for 26 weeks. So you're not having to over, you know, they're really easy to deal with. They're awesome people. Um, you don't really have to vet them, you know, as a, as a tenant, because they're already vetted. They work for hospitals. Yeah. So they, they don't really, yeah, they're, they're easygoing. They're nice people because that's kind of the nature of who they are. And it's a very easy, simple business. So you find a property, whether it's, whether I'm buying the property or whether I'm master leasing it from somebody else. And we put furniture in it. We put it up on a website. We get a tenant in there and we've got a tenant for 13 weeks. Mm. And they typically are going to pay 150 to 200% more than the standard rent that's out there. And that'll be, that'll be the rental portfolio side of the business. Yeah, it'll be the rental portfolio side. Uh, so one of the good things about, and, and why I decided to build a wholesale portfolio is I get to pick off the best deals. Um, you know, basically we're going to go out and we're going to find deals for other, other folks, but we're going to keep the best deals for ourselves. And, you know, we'll just build that portfolio on that. We're, uh, we're hyper targeting markets where there's a, a concentration of hospitals surrounding them, you know, and it's easy and convenient for, uh, for nurses to get there. I gotcha. And are you guys reaching out to these sellers, direct mail, texting, cold calling. How's your yes method? All of them. <laughs> yes, all of the above. Um, you know, we um, one of the advantages I have over a lot of people that are starting in wholesaling, 
most people start in wholesaling and they have no money. Yep. Um, you know, so they, they've got to go drive for dollars and, you know, it's, it's just, it sucks. You know, it's like, it's like being a, 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 a brand new financial advisor, you know, it just sucks. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't really have to worry about the money side, I mean, I have a budget, you know, I'm not going to commit all my money to it, but I have a budget where it's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And, and in fact, I'm going to show people how to do this. Um, on our YouTube channel, I'll, I'm launching this in about a month and a half, uh, what I call Project RA. So it's it's actually named after a gentleman named Robert Allen, who uh, is a legend in the, the yeah, real estate the industry. House, house a year, right? House a year. Um, and and really the guy that created or popularized uh, low money down, you know, cash, cash, no cash or low money down investing. Um, all those, yeah, he was the guy back in the eighties that created that, or he wasn't the guy that created, but he was the guy that popularized it. And then all these other scum came in and basically copied what he did and then sold all these courses online and, you know, on, on infomercials and stuff like that. And are you talking, uh, he popularized when you're saying low money down, are you talking seller finance? Yep. Seller financing, um, be just creative financing Yeah, in general. I mean, he's, he's genius with, with creative financing. Um, and, and I, where I, where I really learned a lot, I mean, I, I became obsessive. I, I got one book of his and most of his books are still probably 20 years old at this point. He hasn't really done a lot of new stuff. And I read, read one of his books and I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. I want to go to the next one. And I started reading all these old books. And I mean, the stuff hasn't changed. I mean, real estate's real estate. Some of the rules have changed a little bit, but what really helped was I ordered a book. It was a used book on Amazon and I thought I was getting a book and I ended up getting like one of his old courses, which I bet you money was probably a thousand dollars back in the day. And I bought this thing for 35 bucks Mm -hmm. and literally this whole thing was okay, I'm teaching you how to do creative financing. And now I'm going to show you like 175 different examples of how to do creative financing. And so it's like a Bible of think, you know, think creatively. What can you do? You know, can you buy something, buy a piece of property? And if you need the money back that you put into it, you know, because there's stuff that you can sell at the property and all this kind of stuff. And it's just, it's genius. Yeah. Um, and that was my education in it. And it was funny because this all really happened after I decided to sell my business. I had basically nine months to just do nothing because I wasn't going to work anymore. Yeah. And I just literally started absorbing all this stuff on, on real estate and went down this kind of rabbit hole of different people in the real estate world uh, that have kind of taught me more of these techniques and strategies much more than I did before. Um, I realized I would have been, you know, 20 years ahead of where I'm at today on the real estate side. I was doing it the old traditional way, you know, work your butt off, save some money, buy a piece of rental property, rinse and repeat. And, you know, now I'm like, okay, how can I find a piece of property where I don't have to put any money down? Uh, or I can put money into it, build it up, rent it, you know, the birth strategy, yep. buy, rent, yeah, or buy, renovate, re, you know, rent it back out, refinance, repeat, you know, yeah. just keep doing that over and over again. And so all of these cool little strategies, you know, I, I thank my business partner for really 
being that impetus to say, okay, well, you don't, you're kind of a square peg in a round hole inside of our business right now. And you're not really focused on what we want to do long-term. And, you know, it helped me to say, okay, well now I get to do what I want to do long-term. For sure. 100%. I love it. So right now for dreams and goals, we got remove yourself from your businesses within 24 months. Yep. And that's the real estate wholesaling, the rental portfolio, the financial advisor, where it's like helping people get their freedom day, basically a unique spin on financial advisor. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, oh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Oh, the media business. The media arm of the the propaganda arm of the company. Yep. You know, and, and my goal with this is, you know, in that 24 month time period, I want to be able to just unplug and go wherever the hell we want to. Um, yeah. You know, my wife and I love to travel. Uh, we we spent seven years kind of not traveling like we used to. Um, by the time we had been married for 12 years, we had been to 14 different countries, uh, traveled all over the world, you know, every year, usually two trips a year. And then I started running businesses and we couldn't get away. Yeah. And we've reached that point where it's like, okay, now I want to go do this, but I want to do it differently. I want to be able to go over and let's say spend a month in England and just find a little small country town, get a house for a month and just hang out and be part of the town and do some touristy stuff, but just really be part of the town or, you know, go to France and do this. And, um, I I was talking to her interviewing a lady on my podcast the other day and she basically, that's her life that she lives. She just figured it out way the hell longer or earlier than I did. Um, But that's basically what she does. She has a completely nomadic lifestyle. She can go wherever she wants or her boyfriend, same way. And we want to have the the ability to do that. There we go. I love it. Well, any other dreams or goals? We got get your own freedom day, kind of remove mm-hmm. yourself from those businesses and help people get their own freedom day. Does that kind of sum it up for you? That's it. I mean, that's that's really my focus. Um, you know, I'm massively working. If you if you look at my LinkedIn profile and I'd encourage people to connect on LinkedIn, that's my place. Um, one of my positions, you'll see all the businesses I own, but one of my positions on there is that I am the chief crosser offer of my bucket list. Uh, of Jeff's bucket list. And that's my passion right now is I'm just actively knocking off stuff on my bucket list. Um, I share that on the YouTube channel all the time of just stuff that I'm, you know, that I'm going and doing. I, when I was in in England, I mean, we knocked off 10 bucket list items for my wife and I, while we were over there doing a little bucket list stacking. And, you know, one of which was on my list of, I call planes, trains, and automobiles. I I was telling you, you know, there's, there's basically, there was 12 items on my bucket list that involve planes, trains, or automobiles and boats. And I figured out, well, all of them were about four to $500. So if I just bought a piece of real estate that paid me $500 a month cash flow, I could go do all those items. So I started my first one, which was that I wanted to drive an Aston Martin V12 Vantage at Silverstone Raceway, which I did when I was over there in February. Mm, I love and, it. And Lamborghini at Coda is coming up. Uh, Drift School down in San Marcos is coming up. So, so epic. Yeah. So epic. Well, awesome, man. What are the top one to two skills that you need to develop right now to bring these dreams and goals into fruition? 
Well, I, you know, and I think this is, if I would talk to the audience about one thing, it is the power of having great mentors and having people that, having people in your life that encourage you. Um, I just went through a three-day mentorship program with one of my favorite people on the planet. His name is Jim Cathcart. Um, and Jim, you know, has been a wonderful mentor for me. This is a guy that spent 45 years traveling around the world as a professional speaker yeah. and doing every meeting and doing everything that he ever wanted to do. Um, and Jim runs a mastermind that, you know, goes for a year long. And, you know, one of the things that I had to do, and this is a skill that I, I, I love to create stuff, but once again, I told you, I don't like to run it. So I really had to force myself to say, okay, we have to, I've got to work against my nature, which is to just create stuff and say, okay, here's the filter. If it doesn't fit this very specific thing that we're trying to accomplish, we're not doing it. And so I've been, I've been saying no, uh, which is one of the things that I have not been able to do in my past. I'm saying no to both others and to myself. If it isn't something that isn't directly related with the direction that we're going as a business. Yeah. That's a, an important skill right yeah. there. <laughs> find good, find good mentors. Cause they help you do that. Yeah. Great mentors and great community. I was, um, yeah. I was talking to my brother earlier today and I was like, Theo, we've spent our whole life just playing small. <laughs> just, just our whole life. Especially yeah. because I was listening to a, a venture capitalist the other day when he was, he was 22 years old, mm-hmm. found this multifamily real estate deal that had like 315 units. And Ooh. he realized that the, each tenant, they were about to, you know, do their value add flip on the syndication. Mm-hmm. Some real estate investors were. And what this guy realized was that each tenant had the ability, had the first like right to buy basically. Okay. And he was like, they're about to sell this for $150,000 over market value for each of these. And these tenants have the first right to buy. So he wrote a letter to each of the tenants and was like, hey, you have a huge opportunity here. You should take advantage of it. But if you don't, I'll pay you $1,000 if you assign your rights to me. Oh, that is, that is awesome. Yeah. Then you can yeah. move um, on my 1000 bucks or whatever. And this was back in 2004 when $1,000 carried a bit more weight. Hmm. And so he did that. And like 200, 220 people assigned their rights to him. And and so then he goes to the investors that are about to sell this deal. And he was like, hey, I got the first right to buy and I'm going to buy it at fair market value because it was right to buy at fair market value. Which okay. Sub 150K what they were going to. Uh, oh, geez. Sell each awesome. Yeah. And so then they're like, OK, what do you want? He was like, yeah. I just want 20K of the 150K that you're going to make on every unit. So then he made $20,000 on 300, on 300 units. Yeah. That is genius. Absolutely. And genius. Recovers his $200,000 that he put up. And and he didn't even put it up because he told the yeah. people that he, it would. Um, his contingent upon, yeah, the, the, the sale. The, yeah, the sale of the bed. That's awesome. Yeah. It's yep. absolutely genius. And he yeah. Because pocketed 5.5 million at 22 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> And then hands, all right, guys, you know, if you want to move, you you can move or whatever, but that's fine. But yep. yeah, that that is just awesome. I mean, uh-huh. genius. Yeah. And I'm like, that happened because he was a 22-year-old kid and he yep. was hanging out with the top realtors in the area. 
and they got invited to a multifamily showing that they weren't even interested in, but then he got a lease for it, saw it in the lease. So it just happenstance. Like it was so oh, just positioning. He was just yeah. right in the right but, spot I mean, at the but right it, time. Yeah, you, you have it right though. It's playing small, you yeah. know, and I, for a long time, I played small. You know, and then then it was like, you know what, I'm I'm just not going to be small anymore. You know, I it, it's funny because my my former partner, you know, we did all this stuff when we you know sold out of the business and non you know non solicits and all this, and I'm like, I, I don't want anything because yeah. I'm I am on such a grander scale now. I mean, I look at the world as my my customer base now, not yeah. just like this little slice of the world here in Cedar Park. Yeah. You know, I look at the world because I'm like, everybody, it, one, everybody needs their freedom. And two, everybody, it doesn't matter what country you're in. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking about specifics of, well, yeah, you need to invest in this specific investment. I mean, I'm talking big concepts of create cash flow, mm-hmm. real estate's everywhere, businesses yeah. are everywhere. Today, I don't care what country you're in, as long as you've access to the internet, you can create a business. Um, you can create revenue streams and all kinds of stuff. You've just got to put your time and effort in and, you know, start small, but think big. So true. That's so true. Well, awesome. What are the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals? Highest impact is and a great question, by the way. Um, for me, it's routine. Mm-hmm. So I am absolutely obsessive about my routine. I wake up every morning. Um, you know, Admiral Craven had a speech that he gave as the CENTCOM commander. He gave a speech at UT uh, where he said, get up and make your bed every day. Yep. And I have obsessively done that for 20 years. Well, since I heard that, so it's probably nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, obsessively, I get up in the morning, I make my bed. Boom. If I don't, it totally screws my day. If yeah. I if I walk back into the room and it's not made, it's just like, uh, uh-huh. um, I use technology to keep me on a routine in the morning. So, you know, I get up, I go downstairs, do a little bit of reading, kind of plan out my day. What am I, what do I got to do? And then I go upstairs, get ready for work. Um, typically I'm up at 6am every day. I just, I wake up without a clock, um, go downstairs, read, get up, walk, uh, I go into my bedroom and I have my Alexa. I say, Alexa, start my day. And I have a whole routine on there of, uh, some meditations, breathing exercises. Um, it reads me my schedule for the day, gives me an inspirational quote. Um, while I'm getting dressed, all this is going on. And then it's timed perfectly to when I'm fully dressed and I'm ready to walk out the door. I get to play my wrestling fight song, um, which is a uh, it's a song by a band called uh, oh God, my brain just completely shut off, um, <laughs> just literally just shut off. Um, but it's it's a series of different songs. Um, a lot of them are Imagine Dragons songs yeah. because they're just all great kind of like wrestling imagine when you're going into the wrestling ring and so i that's what i do typically every day and then i've got about a five minute drive to the office and on that five minute call i typically find something on youtube um big eric thomas fan he's just et genius um and that's kind of my little motivation i play in the car on the way to work and then it's 
get in, hit the ground running. Um, I eat the frog first. So an old expression, you know, eat the frog when you get in. So find the thing that you don't want to do most and get it done right away. Um, I typically have, I have a day timer. Uh, well, I have a very structured, like what I need to accomplish every week. And it goes from what I need to accomplish annually. So I have a sheet that yeah. breaks down into quarterly goals, which then breaks down into weekly accomplishments or goals that I have to accomplish that week. And, you know, basically it's just a, a little sheet that I work from and it's got, you know, three main goals for the week, broken into five tasks that need to be completed. And then I take those five tasks and I put them, you know, no more than three per day, which gets me to 15 for the week, yeah. which, and then there's a little spillover on the weekends if I have to, but I don't like working weekends. And that's all I do. I accomplish three things every day. That's it. As long as I accomplish those three things, I'm moving towards my end goal. There we go. No more big task lists that roll day after day after day after day. That used to be my used to be my old world, and I would get nothing accomplished because I'm like, crap, there's like 30 things on the list, and I didn't get anything done today. But when I get done by the by noon and I've got all three of my things checked off that I need to get done that day. I either get to go home and goof off. I don't work Fridays anymore yeah. um, at all. I mean, I, I'll work maybe a half day occasionally, but most of the time I take, I work four days a week and somebody was talking to me in this mastermind. They're like, well, do you, you know, so are you working like 45, 50 hours in those four days? And I'm like, I kind of work like six hours a day. Yeah. And in those other four days, I mean, I accomplish what I need to accomplish and I don't do a bunch of BS crap. You know, I, I don't check emails all day. Sometimes I don't check them for a couple of days. My clients all know that it's not that I don't love you. Just call me or text me if you, if you need something, otherwise I don't really check email. So yeah, there we go. I love it. I love how your routine is built on prioritization and execution. <laughs> yep. That's it. I, my life is based on results, not activities. Mm. There we go. Well, awesome. What character trait do you most need to develop right now to kind of make that dream life come true? You know, I, I, I'm a giving person, but I want to take that to the next level. Um, I, I really, I've had wonderful mentors in my life. Um, I'm spending more time being a good mentor to other people. Um, I've, I've always had a philosophy that somebody taught me that, you know, you, you spend your day with three categories of people. Um, I have people that are where, you know, where I was years ago that I mentor and I help and I, I act as a, as a, somebody that they can look up to from that perspective. I work with a, a local entrepreneurship program and a high school here, you know, so I'm, I am that guy that helps kind of mentor. Um, I spend about a third of my time with people that are kind of where I'm at right now. So we're all kind of fighting alligators in, in the trenches together and we can share experiences and sometimes bitch about it with each other. And, you know, it's people that you can relate to. And then I spend about a third of my time with mentors who are where I want to go. And I, I very distinctly break down mentors versus coaches. Um, I believe in finding mentors, <laughs> not coaches. Yeah. Uh, mentors are people who are actively involved in doing what 
they're mentoring you on. So if I, if I want to know about real estate, I'm going to find the best and baddest ass real estate investor in town. And I'm going to figure out a way that I can help him or yep. her. I'm going to figure out some way I can add value to their life. And maybe they can, maybe some of that will kind of filter down to me. Um, and I believe in paying mentors to do that. I don't believe in, in just, you know, having a relationship where I, I'm take, 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 and I don't give, give, give. So I believe in paying them for their time. Um, coaches, there are some good coaches, but a lot of times they're people that have theory and they don't, they've never actually done it physically. I always laugh at the end of the life coaches. Well, I'm, you know, I'm a life coach and I'm like, well, your life is totally screwed up. Why the hell would I listen to you? Yep. So 100%, 100%. That's one of the things like I love, obviously from this podcast, helping people with their dreams and goals. And one of the things I want to help people do is like get to the point where they're, um, you know, buying businesses, buying real estate. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I can help people kind of on the side right now. Like when they ask me, I can converse with them about it, but I can't make it a full-time thing until I own successful businesses and own cash flowing real and, estate. And own cash flowing real estate. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel the same way. It's like, <laughs> you know, I, I felt in some aspects a fraud. I, I, the, you know, being in the, the financial services business for as long as I've been, you know, I, it was funny because I had this kind of, it was weird. I mean, it was just kind of sitting there last year and I'm like, I can't lie to people. I, I just can't lie to people. I don't believe in the traditional way of doing things anymore. And I just, I can't look you in the face and go, well, this is the way to do it. Knowing that that ain't the way to do it. You know, that that's not going to do it. Some people are just going to be, you know, they're like, this is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way my parents taught me, um, you know, and that's the way I'm going to do it. But, you know, for most of us, I'm like, it's, this is something that, you know, you, you, if you want to, that's the people I want to help. Yeah. Those people that are out there that are like, Hey, I'm, you know, I, I don't like this. I have a new client that I'm working with and it's hilarious because we started and he was like, okay, so I'm 52. I want to be out of this job. I am 54. So I'm like, great. We got 12 years. We got more than enough time to do that. And he's like, hey, I was listening to your podcast and you were talking about, you know, you can get somebody there in 10 years, you know, and he's like a traditional dude. Let's just invest in, you know, investments and that's yeah. it. And he's like, OK, well, you know, how can you know, I, I want to do this in 10 years, like you said. So I'm like, great. OK, well, then we got to think about this differently. We got to think about where we're putting our money and you know, use some different techniques and, and some leverage and things like that. And he didn't really want to buy real estate except to live on. So he's like, okay, great. And I did the plan for him. I'm like, okay, 10 years, we're good, bud. This is it. Can we do it in, in eight? Like, <laughs> You're killing me, man. Okay, well, we have to do this. Why? I, you know, I think I've got an extra 40 grand in my budget that I can put towards this. Okay. Okay, it works. Perfectly <laughs> fine. Yeah, we got this. We're good. Well, can we do it in seven? I'm like, okay, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Kill me here. I mean, we still can. But, you know, I mean, it's it's once you get somebody excited about that um, and it, it combines with I'm excited about it and I vehemently hate my job. Uh, <laughs> it's it's easy when they have motivation. And those are the fun people to work with because, you know what, when when they see that little glittery thing in their eye and they're like, Ooh, I can buy this. 
he's going to go, okay, that's going to cost me another year of working that I hate. So I'm not doing that. I'm going to focus on this. And and that's, you know, like I said, that's, that's the people I want to work with and I have fun with. And, you know, we all eventually are going to probably have a client meeting and, someplace you know where it's like okay we're gonna go to colorado and all hang out together because we're all weird and you know we're, we're different from everybody else yeah 100 no i love it i think um i think it's an important fact to remember of like you can't really change people's desires for them Mm-mm. so if they're not willing to make the change if they're not willing to take the steps it's like mm-hmm. I, I can give you all the information in the world i can even hold you accountable to it but if you're not going to do it i'm not no. going to yeah, and I've worked with Dave Ramsey people for years. And I mean, that's been the fun part of working with Dave Ramsey people is they they come to me, they're already fixed. I don't have to convince them to, to you know get out of debt and save money. That's what they know how to do. Now you got to get them to think bigger yep. about what you can do with that. And that's that's the fun part of it. But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't deal with a lot of people that I'm like, okay, you know, you can't buy the ginormous big screen TV. You don't need a TV that makes people three times your size. <laughs> on it to you know to impress people it's like i i drive three vehicles that are over well that my my youngest vehicle is four years old yep. at this point could i buy a really expensive vehicle yeah could i buy a lamborghini probably not but you know what i can pay 400 dollars and drive one around a, a dakota track here in austin yeah awesome experience on the proper place to enjoy that vehicle, not driving it around Austin with potholes and everything else. Yep. So I don't have to do that. I, I save my money where I can and I don't spend it stupidly. And I get to go do basically whatever the hell I want, whenever I want, which is the, the cool part. And yep. I reward myself with that. I mean, I have a, it, you can see this little chart behind me and it's almost completed for the, the you know, the quarter but basically I've got all these little sticky notes on it with tasks that need to be completed. Once they're completed, I pull the sticky notes off, but at the top of the chart, there's a, a reward that if I clean off the week's things, there's a bucket list item that I get to go and do and reward myself with. So it's those little tiny rewards along the way. And sometimes they're a big thing like driving a Ferrari or a a Lamborghini. Other times it's like, Hey, let's go, hang out at the, you know, I'm going to go take a day off and go to go fishing. Yeah, You know, it's not necessarily a bucket list item, but it's a small little thing. Or I'm going to go hang out with my dad. Who's, you know, 85 years old. I'm going to go hang out. And we're going to go fishing together. That's an event. And that's something that you can look back and go, we got to do that. You know, we got to spend time together. Yeah. I love it. All right. We got one last question for you. Cause we got to wrap it up. There were one or two people you could meet right now, and it could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals. Who would they be, and how would they do it? Um, Brandon Barber, I would love to meet. Brandon's the uh, the founder of Bigger Pockets real estate website. Um, I am going to figure out a way to meet him. I, I, he's on my so I have a I have a a basically a, a dream 100 list of people that I'd like to have on my podcast and I cyber stalk them, you know? So basically I just unfriended everybody um, on my, or not unfriended, but unfollowed a whole bunch of people on my social media. And I follow all these people and I watch what they do and I comment and share and everything else. And 
he's 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 helped me immensely and he doesn't even know it yeah. at this point he was the the guy that kind of gave me that impetus to go okay i'm i'm gonna change like my company to focus on real estate more um and so yeah he's he's a guy that i really want to get to know and what was it again brandon turner uh brandon turner yep sorry i said barber who's another who's another friend of mine but I see, I see, I see. Yeah, um, but yeah, Brandon Turner. Um, yeah, cool guy. Brandon Beard on uh, on Instagram. Yeah. He uh-huh. always puts cool stuff out there. Yeah, no, he's a really cool guy, and he just took it. He blew up his company. Like he did. I, I was following him back when he was like, he had just started his flipping company, and he was like broke. Hmm. Like, just he was he was he wasn't broke. He might have yeah. been a millionaire by that point, but it wasn't like anywhere where it is now. Now he has yeah. open door capital where he's like thousands of units and he works like five or 10 hours a week on it. Mm-hmm. Just really optimized his life in that way. So Yeah, which is a which is a fantastic, you know, I mean, it's a fantastic company that's provided capital for people. You know, it's yep. it's genius. Well, and he's got, you know, multiple companies and everything else. So, I mean, that and he's not old. I mean, he's I I think he's in his thirties yeah. at most mid to late thirties. I'm pretty mid sure. to late thirties. Great guy. I mean, just, you know, down to earth, straightforward. And, um, you know, that community, the bigger pockets community, I've just found amazing, wonderful people that have been part of that, that are very open and, you know, are like, Hey, you know, here's my, here's what I would suggest. And I, I'm not afraid to just go out there and kind of dump it out there and say, well, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And the more people that go, yeah, that's a really dumb idea. I'm like, that means it's a good idea. Because uh-huh. I've heard that my entire career when everybody's like, oh, it's a stupid idea. Why would you open a co-working space? Nobody even knows what co-working is. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm the only one that survived out of all the out of all the co-working spaces in my town. I'm the only one that survived yeah. at this point. So maybe we did something right. I love it. I love it. Well, awesome, Jeff. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Timmy, thank you, man. I appreciate it uh, for your listeners. Um, you know, this is, I'm a podcaster as well. Uh, this is a hard job. You know, you, you feel like you're, you're beating your head against the wall sometimes. So, you know, wherever you're listening to this, make sure that you subscribe to the channel, make sure that you, uh, comment and share this, you know, cause this is good stuff that people, all these things are out there and Timmy's working his butt off to, to get the information out there, share it with people. <laughs> yeah. Please, that would be amazing. (laughs) Awesome. Well, if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Jeff had to say, make sure to reach out to him, listen to his podcast, like, review, and share that with your friends as well. And hit him up if you need help getting to your freedom day. Absolutely. Yep. All the links to do so will be down in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.